you can actually sit beside a pool and drink an alcohol-free yeah. beer because that is the purpose That's of right. alcohol-free beer. And surely normalising not drinking alcohol is a Absolutely. good Absolutely, yeah. Radio Brews News is proudly presented by Cryer Malt. Hop in with your malt mates. Cryer Malt is proud to team up with Yakima Chief Hops to bring the very best Pacific Northwest hops to Australian and Kiwi brewers. Yakima Chief Hops strives for innovation, it strives for quality, and it strives for transparency through their 100% grower-owned network of family hop farms. Their hops are available through your mates at Cryer Malt. And your mates at Cryer Malt are proud to bring you this. And this is Brews News Week, our regular wrap-up of all that has made news in beer this week. I'm your host, Pete Mitchum, and joining me to take a good hard look at the news and the views and the issues are the founder and editor of Australian Brews News and host of the hugely popular and nothing at all like Craft College at Gab's, <laughs> Gab's Beer Academy, Matt Kierkegaard, and ace reporter and senior journalist Claire Boom Boom Burnett. G'day, guys. Good morning, Pete. Hey, Pete. We might have to chat to, to Cry Malt because it sounds very much like we're not only giving an ad to Cry Malt, who make this show possible, but we're Larry. also pumping up your mate's tyres. With the hottest we 100 around the corner, we're going to get accused of a little bit of favouritism. Mm-hmm. You know. mm-hmm. Well, it, it, and doesn't it really bring into sharp focus uh, a couple of... Um, and I'll give a quick shout out to uh, regular contributor and uh, uh, Claire's lawnmower, uh, grass cutter, uh, Daniel Ridd, who <laughs> has asked me to contribute to a post that he's doing regarding the Hottest 100 with the Hottest 100 coming up. So uh, voting closed last Friday, I think. So when you were listening to last week's episode, voting had just closed and um, we are, we draw upon the uh, the time when um, it's uh, time to reveal this year's top 100, Matt. The sad day live countdown. Uh, yeah, we've started posting, you know, obviously with COVID. Have, have you updated, lockdowns. most importantly, have you updated the formula? Because this is the thing that Daniel uh, really tapped into and I, and I, I kind of uh, threw a bit of colour at, uh, is the, and your mates is a great example. You know, you get people saying, I've never even heard of it. And and that's that's part of it. That's, I think, energising your, um, your supporter base is very much, and it's, I know it's easy to throw the term hype at it, but I think it's far more than that. And I, I will be, but yeah, we'll save that for Saturdays because uh, we've got three hours to fill on Saturday. So me uh, <laughs> riffing on, uh, yeah, cool. on on the formula, but there there is. And the, the, the one thing I do want to say, and uh, James Davidson specifically, uh, I'm, I'm looking at you. Um, we haven't got the results yet. Um, I've started locking in guests and <laughs> I've even been sending emails out to the guests saying, look, guys, you name the time that you want to come on. Um, so um, like last year we had issues uh, with Richard Watkins uh, you know, not being available when we had slotted him because he, they didn't have their beer, they didn't know. I'm just sending emails out saying, guys, this is when we're on, you name a time and we'll sort of juggle around what's already uh, in. So if, if there does happen to be any... Um, you know, coincidence. Dink. Um, yep. and, and and obviously the people that we're reaching out to are people who featured in the top twenty. That you know we're interested in um, how they're going to go this year. Um, yeah, but, and people who can talk, and and, well, and people that can talk, and people that we know aren't going to be you know. Uh, you know. Re- remembering that when we by the time we get round to some of them, Matt, they're you know let's say two or three beers in. Well, that's that's <laughs> what I was going to say. People that we know that you know sort of you know two or three beers in 
you know, don't necessarily get really loose um, because we are going live without food. a pause button, without a... Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. We're, uh, working with kids and animals and... and uh, Drunk brewers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, it's it's a great opportunity. It's a great celebration, it really is, of, of, of this whole thing called beer. And it's for me, it's really interesting to see the dynamic, how the dynamic has changed as we've brought more people into the fold, which at the end of the day was was the whole point of things like the Hottest 100 um, growing organically as it did. But it's brought people in uh, who, who don't know, you know, how to spell IPA. And... And Let alone I, know what a NEPA is. I'll expand on this much more on Saturday, but I don't remember a much more, you know, it, it, it had all of the trappings of an American presidential race in terms of, peop, you know, the, the amount of emails I was getting where people were referencing it and vote for us. You couldn't go to a venue without seeing, a, you know, a, a code to, to vote for it. Um, and uh, so I'm... And the, the, the word on the street is um, a significant record uh, in votes this year. Oh, excellent. Which, as I said before, is is all part of the point. And um, speaking of venues, a great opportunity to get out and support local venues that are uh, that are running events because it is a great. It's it's um, it's great to be huddled around the laptop and uh, and yeah, you know, listening to us uh, speak. <laughs> I'm tidying that up. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's it's great to be around other people. And I before um, before I. I think the last two years, Matt, I've, well, it was, was going to be this year, not. But anyway, uh, have joined you live. But otherwise, I've been hosting events at the local tap house where it all began. Mm. And, and people who had no idea about the uh, the vote beforehand, the, the poll, um, those who had come along specifically for it, and just to see those that that just become one group, and there's genuine interest in um, in the reactions to uh, you know what beers come up and, and all that sort of thing. So, if you can get out to a venue, do so. And we will speaking of venues, and I'm, I'm honestly like you know not having not having a lender or anything like that. Really, really sorry that you can't be joining us today because it is you know last year was such a fun day. Um, you know, having us all in the same room and having a bit of a it chat. Was. This year we're going to um, again in, in, in to, to prove the links that we will go to to and not have any conflicts or be accused of favoritism or knowing the results. <laughs> we're going to Easy Times that is only that has only just in January laid down its first beer, is not in contention, um, ha- does not have a dog in the hunt. Um, and we might be able to... Uh, neutral ground, Neutral eh? ground. Switzerland style. <laughs> yeah, Switzerland okay. style. And uh, <laughs> I, I think we might be able to have the very first sample of their very first beer. So uh, that's the links we're going to. So, uh, yeah, look, if, if you are listening to this uh, on Friday and you want to swing by Easy Times, we're going to be up in the mezzanine, um, you know, off, off by ourselves a little bit. Protected by chicken wire? No, 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 no. Um, uh, but if, if you if you want to come by, certainly yeah, I'd love to wave to you um, from you know, from from the behind the velvet rope. I was going to say <laughs> you're making it sound like we're getting the VIP lounge. Here. And, We're and, making and just, the VIP lounge. Just checking in. TAB has all of a sudden got easy times of uh, of firm three to one. So anyway, that yeah, on, on with the show now, Pete. Do you want to um, just let the listeners know why the structure of this show is going to be a little bit different, and it might sound like we're being a little bit. Um, running to a timetable, um, at least for the news. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that, that'd be a, a novel thing, wouldn't it? No, we're, uh, <laughs> Never what happens. 
What do you want me to say? We're, we're tightening things up even tighter than we tightened them up last week. Well, when we well no. You, well, that was my first go at news reading. Obviously. Well, no. Last week was a little bit different, but Pete uh, had a yarn at me before Christmas and was a little bit worried that we do waffle on a little bit, which I know it, it's a really hard thing because we do want this to be very tight and very directed for our industry listeners that just want to hear, here is the news, here's what you need to know, here's some you know, various thoughts about it and then move on to the next story and then, you know, and I'm very much pointing at myself here, you know, one finger out, three fingers pointing back kind of thing. Um, there does tend to be a little bit of waffle um, that another segment of our audience does very much like, um, even if it's liking making fun of. <laughs> so um, the, 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 the idea is... Those with bingo cards, they got to, you know... Yeah, yeah. They're, they're playing out there. They don't tick but themselves. But yeah, if, you, if you're busy, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if, you, if you just want the news, we'll give you, we'll let you know, okay, that's, you know, the news side of things. Then we're going to rip uh, straight into mailbag, as we normally do. Uh, changing that up a little bit too. So if, if during uh, Claire's news reading uh, storytelling, there's a relevant comment that's come through to us or a, um, a Facebook post or whatever it might be, we'll include that then. The other stuff, um, and look, it's, it's, he's up, guys. We, we're having to really cut the mailbag down for all the people saying how much they love the show and, and how <laughs> great it is. Oh, for that, <laughs> uh, So keep, yeah, keep those coming, but, but they'll, they'll sort of be, become the, the bulk of, of the mailbag. And then, Matt, in, an, in, a, in a new uh, inclusion to the, the running format that we like to call Below the Fold. or should we, Well, it's a working title. It's a working and title. It's a working for those title. of you who can remember buying, welcome. you know, actual physical newspapers, <laughs> Below the Fold. What, what, explain to the... Uh, well, the and you've just made me realise that once again we've managed to make ourselves feel like Luddites and technologically redundant. Um, <laughs> because, the, the, well, that goes back to, you know, like when you saw a newspaper on the stand, the prime part of a newspaper was front page above the fold. That was where all of the important news was. So you could the see headlines the headlines and, yeah. from the top and then, you know, below the fold um, was that bottom half of the of the paper that you had to actually buy the paper or open the paper up to, to see. So that's what, so the, the news is above the fold. Then we're going to just have actually probably even play the uh, outro music but keep listening <laughs> if, if, if you love a little bit You might bit have of to change that because everyone will just be trained well, to just go. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's why we're saying it. It, it. It's Easter eggs at the end. Mm. So it, it, it's just us talking. No idea how long it's going to go for. You know, it, 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 there is no time limit just until we've run out of things to say. I don't think yeah. it's very Luddite. I think it's very much a nod to our newspaper heritage, actually, Matthew. So exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm going with. That's what I'm going to stick with. Well, ne- next thing I'll be talking about the pencil in the, in the cassette tape. You oh, know. God. Um, but anyway, yeah. they, they, yeah. on with but the news, having said <laughs> we're going to the news. on. Uh, and now we cross live to the Australian Brews News and Media Centre for a wrap of the stories making news this week in beer. And Claire, last week we led with a brewery buyout. Today it's a brewery build-up. Absolutely. Um, so this week, uh, Mountain Culture has announced that they've invested in a new production facility. Um, the new production facility is at Emu Plains, so that's at the bottom of the Blue Mountains, um, whereas Katoomba is sort of more towards the top. Um, DJ and Har- Harriet McCready, the founders, um, DJ is obviously the brewer. I think he's had a lot of uh, industry experience. Uh, they've said that reaching the top spot of Untapped um, was a now and ever moment for them. Um, and they've obviously had meteoric rise through the COVID pandemic. Um, they already expanded. And to meet demand, instead of just accepting the limitations of their brew pub, they are launching uh, their new facility. So, yeah, well done to those guys. Uh, brilliant move for them. Amazing. They they honestly said that they thought they were going to go under last year when COVID hit. And a year later, this is happening. So, fantastic growth story for the industry as well. 
Yeah, exactly. And we talk we talk about hype. We talk about uh, luck. We talk about you know what's that old expression, Matt? That ninety um, uh, percent of success is just turning up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, sorry. Oh, really? no, well, because well, that's how <laughs> luck comes. Like if you're there, you can't be lucky if you're not there. Yeah, that's right. Well, isn't luck where opportunity meets hard work? Yep. Something like that, the yep. intersection of hard work and – yeah. And, and this does show – I mean, DJ's just a, such a top bloke, but at the end of the day, you've got to be able to make really good beer, and I think that's where mountain culture are certainly nailing it. I mean, it, it's it's almost a bonus that he's such a nice bloke and we were lucky enough to um, have him as uh, an Ale Star guest when we did the – during COVID, during lockdown, um, as a Zoom guest. And just, you know, just – just a terrific bloke, um, but but his knowledge of beer—it's mm-hmm. just um, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So I, I think there's a lot to be said for um, you know being in the right place at the right time. But I think you've still got to be the sort of person who, and in, in this caper, you've got to be able to brew. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. But the thing that stuck out, uh, you know, and again, congratulations to Claire. Really nice. Like, uh, not trying to. You know, sprinkle confetti on a on, on on the industry or anything like that. It was just a, a really good industry news story about a, a, significant, a significant development. But I just like the way that he said, "We can't sell enough beer. Um, we can't grow where we are. Um, you know, if if we've done this well during such a tough time, if we're not going to back ourselves, when are we going to back ourselves?" Yeah. Because that quote just brought in so much of the challenges that you know brewers face. You know. Um, selling beer when, when you open and getting your beer sold is your first challenge but when you are actually selling beer how do you manage that um you know because you know they said you know do we risk constantly disappointing customers and not being able to make enough beer but then the only other option was to you know either take on investors or they've um, done this themselves and you know geez the the you, you, you're putting a lot on the line when you borrow that sort of money. Absolutely. And I think what stuck out to me particularly was the focus on quality and how he he admitted, you know, at a smaller scale, it's harder to focus on quality. You don't have the equipment, you don't have the labs necessarily that a big bigger brewer might have. Um, and this expansion is going to allow them to focus even further on quality and therefore maintain their um, consumer base as well because like as exactly as Matt was saying if you get bigger but you let that slip for the bottom line or to get beer out quicker or whatever the case may be then you are going to end up hurting your customer base your loyalty of the the loyalty of your fans in the long run um so I think they'll if anyone can do it they can bloody do it yeah, and two two things I learned in uh, my hospitality career. One was that it is far easier to um, uh, look. It's it's very easy to sort of I guess piss people off, um, and it's very difficult to like if somebody has a really good experience at your venue, they might you know, talk about it in the car on the way home. If they have a bad experience, and especially now with social media, they will tell everybody. Oh, yeah. So you, you, you really can't afford to have, whether it's a recall, whether it's a, uh, you know, that yeah, we'll send it out, but it's, it's it didn't quite, you know, it's not quite a neeper or it's it, you know, the haze has dropped out of it. Well, don't package it as a, as a hazy, um, you know, because it's, it's very hard to unring that bell. That was the nationally relevant story. But there was also another nice little story that, um, you know, along the same veins, Flaming Glar um, brewing. Love. I have got a, such a soft spot for Flaming Glar. I think they're brilliant. They're such, like, 
classic Aussie, like, oh, let's let's start a brewery. Yeah, yeah. Let's just start a brewery. I think they were on their holidays in Bali, and then they've suddenly decided, let's do it. And now, actually, it turns out that they've done really well. They've got an investor. It's been less than a year. This is um, a brewery down in Jarvis Bay in New South Wales. And um, yeah, they've done fantastically. And funnily enough, I had noted a real difference in their attitude to brewing and to the industry from when I first spoke to them to now. So put, when when I first spoke to Sam and Claire Hughes and the the the, the, fa- the co-founders, um, they were very much like, "Oh yeah, I thought it was going to be a good time, you know, we have have drinks with our mates and stuff." And then Sam's like. Now a year later, Sam was just like, "Yeah, you can't you can't drink as much beer anymore. You've got to be on it with the <laughs> brewing. You you've got to be aware all the time of what's going on with your beer and all this kind of stuff." And they've done that massive like one eighty from the the joking about it, having a good time and stuff. And they're still having a good time, and they're still saying, "You know, we want to keep it fun for ourselves." But they've definitely. Um, had that's a taste a, of that. That sounds like it might be a good beer as a conversation. Yeah, you know, one, I think one so. of those ones. You know, anyone that's <laughs> thinking of owning a brewery. Mm-hmm. This is what we thought. This is the reality. Yeah. And all they did, they said all the classic stuff like le- of lessons learned. If you think you've got a budget, triple it. Like all that kind of classic stuff that we always talk about. Um, no not one to, does. Or, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, not to scare anybody off from starting a brewery, but to um, point out that it, it's hard. <laughs> that it yeah. really is hard. Yep. Oh, and and the and it's echoed by a number of brewers who also said, you know, oh look, we, you know, will we go, you know, say for example, you know, ten heck, twenty heck, thirty heck, whatever it is. Um, they always end up. What you know, eighteen months down the track, wishing they'd gone the, the next one up. Yeah. So absolutely. in terms of budget, yeah, always yeah over loud. Now, Claire, like there's it. no beer like alcohol-free beer, <laughs> um, <laughs> according to ABAC. <laughs> yeah. So this is a, an interesting one. This um, well, this week um, it landed, but there's been a couple of other ones that have just been flying around on the ABAC um, complaints. Uh, situation. Um, but this week I did a little wrap up of the Carlton Dry, Forex and Corona. Um, so they have all faced uh, an ABAC panel. Um, by far the most interesting one was the Carlton Dry. Um, the other ones were like lots of stuff about outdoor advertisements and things like that, which were a, a bit more standard. Um, but in this particular one, um, ABAC acknowledged that there'd been a huge rise in non-alcoholic beers. Um, and since 2018, that was its first call on a, what they call brand extensions. Um, so obviously non-alcoholic beers named Carlton Dry, Heineken Zero, uh, 0.0, um, they're all called brand extensions because they use the name of the alcoholic um, beer or drink in general, but actually it's a non-alcoholic version of it. Um, so the complainant pointed out that Carlton Zero is a brand extension, funnily enough, because I'm not sure a reasonable person on the street would know that Carlton Dry is a specifically called a brand extension by ABAC, which I thought was quite interesting. And they basically said, uh, you know, that they should be under the same rules as a normal alcohol brand because it's encouraging or pointing out drinking in situations where you're not supposed to. So this advert was like a bloke who's in lots of different um, beer commercials. He was swimming. He was Drag racing. Machinery, drag racing <laughs> with a non-alcoholic beer in his hand really clearly shown as Carlton Dry um, 0.0 Carlton all zero. that kind of stuff yeah oh Carlton Zero sorry yeah hung <laughs> off the fact that this was alcohol free beer yeah um, and ultimately, ABAC dismissed the complaint um, and it mi- admitted that its approach was really clunky towards brand extensions. Um, and it couldn't, but it, it said, like, we can't apply these same rules as um, 
two non-alcoholic versions as the alcoholic versions because it's just not the same. You are allowed to drink and if non-alcoholic wanted, beers. An example, a really, really clear example that with the working hypothesis that most of these complaints aren't driven by your casual beer consumer going, oh, gee, that's a bit off. Who do I complain to because I've got a genuine concern, but that these complaints are coming from professional complainants who align themselves with the Foundation for Alcohol Research um, and Education. Um, so that's the, the working hypothesis for, for this. But you know, it just shows that they do not care about actually educating people um, and changing people's mindset and attitude to have a healthy view to alcohol, knowing that alcohol is something that actually does add value to the society. The people who are making these complaints are, you know, they, they belong to the Bruin on conspiracy that anyone who works in the alcohol industry is a satanic, child-grooming, you know, pusher of something to debauch humanity. Um, it's basically poison. Yeah. Basically poisoning your children because... It, and that there is no good that comes out of alcohol, that it should be banned, and our long-term ad- objective isn't to actually educate people to incorporate it in their life in the best possible, most healthy way. They want it out, and they want it outlawed, and they want it banned, and advertising banned. Because this was essentially an ad showing that if you are choosing to moderate your consumption... You know, there are all of these benefits that come. You know, not, not, and I don't think they're suggesting that you actually do drag race with a beer in hand. <laughs> no, um, but but as Wade Curtis pointed out, Matt, it's a, it, it was a great opportunity for the uh, the advertisers, you know, the, the ad makers, to say we can we can do all you know all that stuff that we you know we joke about around the table. Wouldn't it be great if we could do you know the, we can now do that. Multi-billion dollar companies aren't going to go. Well, people aren't drinking anymore. We're going to pack up our tent and go. They're going to look at how they can, you know, retool and make products that still appeal to a market, market, but conform to that very healthy um, consumer trend of people being mindful of their drinking, which is apparently what Fair wanted people to do. (laughs) Um, Is it though? I think their aim has been lost years ago, haven't they? (laughs) Because it's just a front. It is a stalking Mm -hmm. horse for people that hate, you know, that actually want to. Be the nanny state. It's, it's all of the worst things, you know. And anyway, I mean, government it, regulation it, it, in alcohol exactly. is really important, as we as as, as I've is. said in the past, yep. and we say that all the time. But yeah, so look, I, I and I, I'll be honest. I read this decision with great trepidation, wondering what um, ABAC was going to say, mm-hmm. because it is a clunky. Yeah, as soon as anything goes before ABAC, they have to tie themselves into knots to to try and reflect and, you know, give effect to their code and things. And I'm you know, so pleased that they didn't <laughs> you know, say, so, so, yeah, you can actually sit beside a pool and drink an alcohol-free yeah. beer because that is the purpose That's of it. alcohol-free beer. And surely normalising not drinking alcohol is a good Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Making it, and like, like the guy at the beginning was like, oh, yeah, I'm in loads of alcohol adverts, but he's there at a bar <laughs> with no, no alcohol in his I, hand. Like, I, it's not alcohol. I, I thought it was a, you know, it's one of those, mm. you know, it was lovely to see yeah, a yeah. really clever, funny beer ad again um, because, you know, they're, they're constricted. And mm. to make the twist that they're 
alcohol-free beer and, and, and use that guy who is the face so of good. every man. I was like, who are you? Before I even started looking, like watching the advert and I was like, yeah, I know who you are. Mind <laughs> you, that, that, that is one interesting thing, having said, you know, he was the face of every man because it was always blokes in beer commercials and mm. things like that. I'm, I'm looking forward to the day that there is mm-hmm. his female equivalent yeah. and, you know, um, you know that, that, there, that there is a woman who's been in so many beer ads that she is the face <laughs> of beer ads or, you know. That's it. Well, and and who would it be too? Because with, with this, you know, that that you know that bloke, the, uh, every man in, in in every beer ad, never obese, but never really fit either. <laughs> no, but, but that's the thing because you don't want to you, you don't want to um, offend. You know, like. but do you think maybe that blokes get more stick from their mates if they drink non-alcoholic? Because I reckon if women drank it along amongst their friends, they'd not. I'm not sure but women again, would get as much stick. Isn't that the subtext of this ad? Mm. Is that it's normalising drinking? Hey guys! Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's you're, exactly. You're not a sook. You're not a pansy. You're not yeah. a you know. You, you, you're not a, a wowser. Yeah. You're not you know, any of those negative Australian cultural stereotypes mm-hmm. um, that thankfully are becoming outmoded. Um, but this will hopefully give that a big push. You know, mm-hmm. I, I still love a fla- the, the, the flavour of my beer, but I don't have to get smashed uh, when I do it. Yeah. Um, and isn't that exactly the sort of thing that? Fair should be actually writing to ABAC going, hey, this is an ad we'd like to see run more often. Exactly. But no, it just shows that they hate alcohol and they hate, <laughs> they hate, the, they hate the companies that make it. That's it. But thankfully ABAC obviously dis- dismissed the complaint and said, you know, a reasonable person would not assume that this is encouraging drinking while doing any of those things. Um, and, you know, they said it, they, they base a lot of their decisions on common sense and sometimes from our perspective we might not understand that, but in this one I was like, yes, that makes yeah. perfect sense, so... Go on, A-back. Yeah. Yeah. And in a quiet uh, news week, Claire, hit us with one more. And the last one concerns our fifth favourite acronym, the <laughs> ATO. <laughs> yes, there's definitely lower on the list, that one. Um, so yesterday, ATO sent an email out um, regarding alcohol repackaging and hand sanitizer measures. So obviously these have been um, relaxed. Um, made more flexible or streamlined over uh, the COVID period, allowing you to repackage kegged beer, for example, or pre-made cocktails, so it's very much venue-focused, in sealed containers such as growlers. Um, These rules are now being rescinded effectively. So it was basically just a warning to brewers and venues, you know, this is happening uh, after the 31st of January. So get on it. You're going to get in trouble if you're repackaging beers. Um, and there's also more rules around hand sanitizers and things now as well. So I don't think it gets excised. Um, excised? I don't think it gets taxed um, quite like alcohol because it's obviously denatured alcohol. Uh, but the, the rules are changing on that. So um, keep an eye out for that article. And it's quite an interesting one. I kind of put it in. I know it seems a bit dry on the outside, but I've kind of included it in the show notes this week because I thought isn't it interesting that they've now decided that COVID's over (laughs) they've said this is we're all we're all okay now and uh, you guys don't need these measures anymore well well, I think it's important because you know we talk so often about the new normal Mm -hmm. um just to throw another bone to those who are playing their (laughs) buzzword bingo um but you know, we become accustomed to okay. Well, this is the new normal. This is what we've got to do outside dining, or you know, not standing at the bar, or queue codes for ordering, and all the, all these different things. You know, uh, marks on the floor for, for for standing apart and and everything. So I think it is important that we do realise that. Oh, hang on. Yeah, okay. That was something that was lockdown specific, not necessarily COVID specific. So 
uh, in case you're in it, you know, oh, we've got a real um, rhythm going now where we, you know, keg off as we normally do, but then we're canning from that or whatever it might be just to, it is good to be aware, I guess, that, you know, some things have got to go back to the old normal. <laughs> the even, old normal. Even I during like the that. new normal. Do you remember yeah. the old normal? Seems so long ago. I'm still living the old normal. <laughs> you do you, Pete. You do in you. my head, that's it. I'm, I'm sit lying on a beach drinking non-alcoholic beer. Um <laughs> So, uh, any other news? That's that's it's been a pretty quiet week, so yeah, I reckon not um, too wild yet. Yeah. Now, Matt, oh, I, don't, I don't know. Come should on, I do Pete. it? As, Come well, on. No, should we do it below you the fold? Because I was just going to talk, talk about Matt's moist January. Because what you, you weren't doing? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> dry <laughs> January. <laughs> moist is the worst. That's one of those words that people hate, Pete. <laughs> But if you wanted to put that on a label, um, you could. Well, uh, if contact you did Rallings put it on a label, label and realised that people were upset and wanted to change it to <laughs> damp January or not quite dry January, for example, that's much more acceptable. Yeah, yeah, because Rellings label stickers and packaging are able to not just supply labels for your cans or, or for bottles, for that matter, for those who are still using bottles, um, but they can also supply printed or blank cartons. They can do can trays, tap decals, barcodes, shrink sleeves, anything that you want to apply the word moist to, um, they can do. Um, and the cans arrive ready for filling. Um, the guys at Rellings label stickers and packaging often get asked where, you know, where would the brewery buy a shrink sleeving machine and where are we going to put it, you know? Because now I've got all these pellets of hand sanitizer. I just don't have any room in the brewery anymore. Um, but you don't have to worry about that because the cans come to your door pelletized and ready to fill. Nothing more to do except to pick up the dog and bone and call 1300 852 235. Mate, that was seamless. But <laughs> funnily enough, in the news last night, I caught a, um, a, a story. Um, facing aluminium can shortage, Surly, as in Surly Brewing in the United States, unveils solution and they're calling it Canty Hose. And essentially what they're doing it is that they had a huge warehouse filled with cans that, you know, um, had other labels on than the beer that they wanted to put in it or, you know, just um, beers that they no longer had. And they've got a sleever in to put sleeves on um, because they were running out of cans um, and they, they couldn't get them. So they've come up with an idea of candy hose. And I thought, well, gee, Rallings has been suggesting that for ages. So brewers, if you've got any, like Brewdog last year, you know, they, they had their, their range of beers, get um, the, our, our good friends at Rallings in and they'll be able to put some candy hose on. That might be a trademarked thing. Um, <laughs> um, so now it's time for Mailbag. Now, don't forget you can review us on iTunes. We do appreciate that. Um, we love the fact that you you share and let other people uh, find the podcast. Uh, you can send us in an email or you can leave a comment either on the Australian Brews News Facebook page or the specific Radio Brews News podcast Facebook page. You can also, you know, join that group um, by searching Radio Brews News and then use the the password, Soapbox. Um all letters will receive, and I did say, and thank you, a quick shout out to um, to Steve, uh, winner of last week, who received, um, I didn't say the Deb Blue um, gingerbread cookie, but I did say uh, maybe Sam a bar blade. Oh, see, well, Sam's um, actually moved uh, down to the, the Gold Coast, so he's uh, working from home a couple of days a week, so he may not have the Deb Blue cookies to, uh, to post. Uh, there we go. But anyway, well, I'll now read the next, hit the next uh, spot. Uh, all letter writers will receive a Deblue Bakes cookie. You're listening, Sam. And they will go into the draw to win a mixed six-pack. Thanks to our very good friends at Beer Cartel who sponsor our Letter of the Week. Uh, lots, it, it is fair to say that, uh, and particularly Matt, 
uh, generated been prolific quite, this week. quite a bit of comment this week. <laughs> um, there was the obviously there's a few comments with the um, uh, promoting our uh, our live show on Saturday, um, but yeah, the uh, craft beer versus mainstream beer Matt got a fair bit of. Um, <laughs> The reaction, it's Wait, fair to say. Again, as did your matching Valentine's gifts for partners was was very, um, uh, there was some prolific there. And I'd love that you start off with the TLDR. <laughs> you, well, so trendy. Do. Have you been on Reddit? Um, which which was about the, um, yeah, the, the non-alcoholic beer. Uh, 41 comments already on that one, Matt. Um, yeah, well, and, and I, was, I was hoping that that would get a lot. And unfortunately, I, I think because I put the TLDR at the start, what I was really after um, you know, it was specifically beers under 0.5, you know, or 0.05, um, and what people's experiences and use cases were for them, not what their favourites were, and you know, and then there was a whole lot of discussion about beers, you know, like and um, lower <laughs> alcohol. I, I reckon we should charge Bacchus for for the you know very long form ad that he ran talking about how how great his um 1.15 beer was. <laughs> um, uh, but which wasn't really answering the question, um, and it's lower alcohol. And it's lower, lower alcohol. Al- well, yeah. <laughs> um, but w- what I was really after, because the point that I was making in in, in the very long in, in the longer form was the the zero point fives are very well made, and there are some that are quite good um, and you know quite pleasant to drink. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I that they, they, they were quite sweet, and I was very conscious of consuming what were just empty calories for me because you know alcohol is obviously described as that empty calories that if you're drinking it it's got no nutritive benefit and so it's an empty calorie but for me the reason that I have beer socially or you know in in, in certain circumstances is that it's not an empty calorie because the you know that relaxation that comes or the you know the, the social lubricant that comes with having one or two beers means that those calories I'm consuming have a purpose with alcohol-free beer, the significant calories that are still in it because of the you know the, the the way that the beer is made, they genuinely become empty calories because I would rather drink water um, if I'm not going to be having the alcohol. And you know, so uh, w- what I was really getting at was, you know, are you drinking alcohol-free beer, and what is your do you do you, do you have the same concern about calories um, and if you do, what is your use case for it? Do you not want to have to explain to people that you're not drinking beer? Do you actually like the flavour and get great satisfaction out of it? Or, you know, what are the other things? And you know, everyone was sort of saying, this is the beer that I love or this is what I've found is good, but they weren't really addressing that question. So if you want to jump back in the comments and, and, and tell me, you know, what is your use case for it? I'd love to hear that. Yeah. Um, now, one quick one, uh, just by way of mailbag that I received in the uh, in my inbox and also I guess a little bit of news but also because it's timely uh, Friday the 29th of January is the closing date for entries for the 2021 Queensland Beer Awards the RQFWS Beer Awards and I think what, something that I wanted to point out was not only does the the grand champion beer get the $5,000 bursary thanks to Lion but Matt as we've also talked about the champion you know, young gun brewer getting beers on at the uh, is it called Treasury? Brisbane Treasury yes. or Treasury Brisbane? Yep. Yep. Um, but 
some sponsors who have come on, including Lickex uh, Logistics, Motors Transport and Shoebridge Transport, uh, offering interstate brewers cold inbound logistics free of charge, which is a pretty big incentive. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Convoy as well. Convoy kegs are supplying 30-litre kegs free of charge to Victoria, New South Wales and Queensland brewers uh, to get your uh, beer off to um, the awards. So there we go. So I just thought I'd, I'd just mention that because 29th of Jan is the, the cutoff date for, for entries. Uh, and th- there might be some interstate brewers, I would have thought, who perhaps weren't aware of um, the great incentives on offer. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what's the next one, Claire? Um, well, it, on a completely different note, but we've discussed earlier. Uh, Joss Donahoe on the Facebook group says, just catching up on the first week of Brews News for 2021 and the mention of the VB Volleys collab um, and ABAC. Now, I'm sure we all have an opinion of ABAC, but they're just doing their job. My concern is that VB Dunlop Volleys are considered cool by kids. Then what of brewery shirts, hoodies, flat caps, stickers, and all sorts of brewery beer branded swag getting into the wrong hands? Exclamation point. <laughs> all of these items could potentially corrupt the youth of today. I sincerely hope breweries and fashion outlets are asking for ID when this kind of merchandise is purchased as it's a slippery slope from here, people. <laughs> it is. It's, you know, it's Dunlop Volleys today, but then, you know, you turn around and tomorrow, you know, down at your local... Look, it's probably a Westfield. Um, you see the family that's dressed in the you know, in the matching bintang singlets, and you just go, "Really? <laughs> Is this really happening?" It's a slippery slope. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know about you, but I wore some questionable t-shirts back in the day. One of which, my favourite, was um, a Slipknot t-shirt, and I don't know if you ever remember Slipknot. Um, guys, probably a little bit after your time, I'm afraid. But the, one of the oh, main <laughs> one of one of the guys had like a disgusting like chopped off pig head and that was like his mask that he wore and it, this was like a foul t-shirt I can't believe my parents let me wa- let me wear that um so I think breweries are probably like reasonably family friendly and <laughs> I don't think compared to that I think we're all right actually well I mean and, and this is yeah I mean this is the thing if 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 you're putting language on a shirt that is in a kid's size that says I'm cool because I want to drink beer then that's probably going too far. But you know, having McDonald's you know, um, on, on on a you know, which incidentally is, is the argument that McDonald's shouldn't um, sponsor kids' sport mm-hmm. because it's encouraging kids you know to, to eat crap food. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, there, there does need to be a balance, and just having a VB logo or a craft beer logo. Agreed. Yeah, I think that's completely mental and obviously a bit tongue-in-cheek there from Josh, but the the sentiment we I think we all can agree on is yeah, that goes a little bit far, doesn't it, those kinds of things. What do you think, exactly. Pete? Is that fair? Well, you're going to have to ban every billboard. You're going to have to ban, um, at, you know, uh, putting a sign outside your brewery because yeah. people under 18 will see that. No, exactly. And uh, I know. think we have to trust that younger people will it. make the right decision at some point. I mean, not everyone will, but, but well, not everyone's going to go completely you're wild and turn into alcoholics. That's right, exactly. But also, if you've got kids, you're a parent. You, yeah. You know, you signed an unwritten contract. Yeah, you know, try, not to, try not to let your kids Leave grow them. up as psychopaths. Exactly. <laughs> God's sake. It All seems right. pretty basic. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there we go. That's a good one. Um, yeah, now uh, quite a few on uh, the zero alcohol beer experiences. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, and this is an interesting one. Obviously, this is, comes from uh, Matt's call out about, you know, how do you perceive zero alcohol beer? What circumstances would you drink it? Um, so Sarah Gall, on, I think on the p- Facebook page, um, said, during pregnancy and breastfeeding in 2017, um, I originally began substituting a beer at BBQ with an alcohol-free beer. All of them varied from very boring, weak-tasting beer to undrinkable. The German ones, please pronounce that one for me, Pete. Can you? Bainstefan. Bainstefan F in particular were the closest to tasting like their alcohol-full counterparts. But I'm not much of a German beer drinker anyway. I ended up switching to fancy sodas and mixers for the most part. Um, I still do this regularly: sliced lemon and nice glass with ice and cappy tonic feels like you're having a relaxing drink without the alcohol and i think that's it i'm going to say that sarah name checked uh cappy tonic as well because it's uh, australian made ah we like that yeah um exactly and i think that she makes the point that they tasted crap this is why this is part of the reason why people didn't want to drink any if it's a a nice drinking experience as well people are much more likely to go for it and that's why i think it's great that craft brewers and smaller independent brewers have got in on the action as much as they can obviously it's quite prohibitive um for the smallest brewers like you can't there's not many that can do it but things like nought that i think that tastes great i'm a big fan of nought though i'd love to find out how modus do that well, because they said it wasn't pasteurised. Yeah, because they said it wasn't pasteurised. Um, so we, we need to. We'll get onto that. that. Yeah, we, yeah, we'll we'll mm. figure we'll figure it out. But anyway, and I think that's going to help the the cause a lot of non-alcoholic beers making actually drinkable beers. Um, yeah. So we'll see. And Sarah makes a good point. If you're at a barbecue and you look around and you're drinking the same drink as all of the under tens, versus <laughs> you know, it, it is nice to have um, you know. So rather than a can of soda, mm. um, soft drink, it, it's nice to be able to have a glass with a bit of lemon in it, and you at least look, you know, you 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 communing with your with your fellows. And, and that's what I was getting at. Um, but before, you know, what what is your reason for doing? It? You 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 don't want to answer the questions, or you want to feel like you're having an adult drink. But mm-hmm. you know, like I. I, I I know this sounds like an ad, but I'm really red hot keen on the hot water because I've just been. <laughs> yes, it, it, it looks like water, um, so you so it you so good. people are going to go and good. I'm just sort of going. I drink it because I love the flavour. Um, you know, I'm driving or whatever, and I'm happy to Face-to-face do that. Face-to-face camera, it, tight shot on Matt's head. I drink it for the flavour. <laughs> Don't drink this because I told you to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> we just need a tagline now. That's there's your uh, tagline, yeah. isn't it? There like I, you know, I'll just do a brew dog and steal Sprite's idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that was that's unfair. As as you'll hear in the uh, below the fold. Ooh, okay. Um, and then last one on the mailbag. Uh, Steve Wharton says, "I'm 50, but don't have much experience with zero alcohol beers. Had a kind Heineken, not point not the other day, and someone left that someone left behind at my place." After the mowing the lawn on a 36 degree day, it really hit the spot for me. Hot flavour and aroma was noticeable and pleasant. Pretty light. On, oh, in body, but it was perfect for the situation. I would drink it again. I also had a Carlton Zero recently, and it was very meh. Would not buy again. This is exactly what I'm saying. It's whether you like it. It's whether yeah. you think it tastes good. <laughs> that was <laughs> the most- Also, like I said last week, it, it, for me, it's very much occasion. So, yeah, the wrong end of the the Victor lawnmower, you know, 30-degree heat. But that's the bintang um, effect. Exactly, the first one you go, oh, how good's that? But if you, I guess, if you're you know pontificating and you're sitting and sipping and, and comparing a few, they do tend to get a bit thin after after the third or fourth. Yeah, and 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 the, that that's exactly right. And the the, the one thing that um, came through from it is Heineken Zero is a very very popular choice. You know, so it's obviously the one that 
they've really managed to nail the flavour. Um, but apart from the one that Claire just read, which sort of said, you know, I drink it again, which is a positive statement, <laughs> most of the things. And yeah, Heineken Zero wasn't too bad. It didn't suck. You know, it was essentially, you know, like Heineken Zero wasn't awful. You know, Heineken Zero didn't suck or things like that. When I sort of thought, I can't see that. Not really a positive, yeah. Drink our beer, it's not terrible. (laughs) That should be their tagline. Better than you think. (laughs) Not as shit as you thought it would be. Um, now anyway, look, if you need to get back to work now, if you're a professional, if you're a, uh, an industry professional and you go, well, I just need the news and the, and the relevant mailbag, that's it. That's or if your you lot. just wanted to set yourself a five-kilometre run um, with a warm-up and you, yeah, you, that's you're it. doing about five and a half kilometre minutes, uh, five we've and d- a half. We've done that. We, we've done that. Bang. We've done that for you. You can stop listening and it's just gibberish from here on in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Um, thank you very much for hosting. Thank you, oh, Claire. that's all right. Oh, my pleasure. Cheers, Pete. Cheers, Matt. We don't want to make it too ending sounding. Yeah, we do. Do, do we? Yeah. Well, really? we've told them, and anyone that yeah. So, so people because I, I, you know, we, we want closure. Okay. For the people okay. that just want the news. So thanks very much to our, our good friends at Crime Alt, to Rowling's Label Stickers and Packaging, and to our good friends at Beer Cartel for making all this possible. Uh, thanks very much for listening, and we're out. Or are we? <laughs> I like that one much better. Yeah. I wasn't sure whether to boom then. <laughs> No, we'll see. Boom, I think. Boom's got to be, that's it. The absolute There's, final. Nothing comes up. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, right. so that's the end of the Easter eggs. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so, 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 yeah. so Joe's played the music. Joe's played the theme music. <laughs> Everyone, so because I, I'm pretty sure that most people, you know, they hear the, and no one wants to hear that. Pavlo- Pavlovian theory is going to kick in here and they're all, you know, I missed it. Good, well, it? But, but no, but if they're like me, it's, um, you know, as soon as the music starts or as soon as that, the, the regular in, uh, outro starts. You stop it. So all of my podcasts to the next episode. 35 seconds to go. So you never get <laughs> down to zero because you stop listening. Yeah. So, you know, I wanted, I, but, you know, you still want to know that you've reached that point that you can hear the music and go, okay, I can stop listening now. It's okay. But anyone that does like this sort of drivel? Like the, well, it's more like a Marvel after scene, yeah. after the credits scene. Yeah. You're like, oh, you don't need it. It's not integral to the news, to the movie. But you never but know what's going to come. Exactly. It could be a nice surprise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to kick this off. Off, uh, Kelvin Jewell. Um, it's, I guess this is kind of extension of mailbag, um, but he sent me through the latest odds as of Sunday, the twenty fourth of June. So last Sunday. Hang on, Sunday the twenty fourth. Is that right? No. no. Sunday the oh, no. Sunday. Well, this Sunday. Sunday. Oh, sorry. So they're going. I said this is obviously when, when it closes. Got it. If you, if you had to have a guess at, uh, at what the one, two, three, four, five, six, the top seven. Um, in line of betting, uh, there's a there's a clear favourite at two dollars. Bolter, Ben spoke crankshaft. Uh, I actually I did see that. Yeah, no, I saw something about that. But I look, I, I'm going to be very surprised. Um, and, and it's, it's one of the reasons why I wanted Richard to name <laughs> name the time that he came on because I, I, I saw that and I didn't want to look like we'd uh, got him on after the the number one, which is the only time he made himself available last year. Um, but. Yeah, look, I, I would. They, they've been. They have been so active in campaigning, perfectly within the in in, in the in the rules. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But yes, very very active. But it's again like it's it, they've got distribution for it these days. They've got a very um, loyal following in craft beer circles. But as a Brisbaneite, um, I you know. 
I don't know that the Canberra um, bubble is big enough to really drive it um, to to number one, and I don't know that they've got broader, you know, the you know, yeah, that, that hype yeah, thing. Just the reach. And that community. Yeah. yeah. Does it activate a non-beer thing? And, and I only base that, I, I look at um, the, the traffic that we get on Brews News and, you know, something like DJ McCready, you know, the, the, the story that um, Claire did um, got so much traction for, you know, and we don't do stories just to get the social media, um, you know, sharing and stuff like that because that's the noise that we, we don't like. But it was a story that was a genuine newsworthy story that had an industry focus, but then obviously there was that pickup. Um, and there are a couple of breweries. Pirate Life used to do that. Um, they used to get a lot of um, social media. Did they? Yeah, you know, they, they, they did. You know. I've become, come oh, into the post-Pirate Life era where I kind of think of them as like, yep. oh, they're in... But then, <laughs> when I look at so, but so 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 that's you know people that are in the craft beer space. But then I look at the traffic that we get to the website that isn't social media clickbait. You know, no, you know, not mm-hmm. that, you know that sort of for want of a better term clickbait. A, you know, yeah. knowing yeah. that it's going to you, you you you're putting something out there that's going to get a response. The biggest metric for me for what actually matters in the much wider beer industry is the Google search terms that are bringing people in. Yeah. Um, and the search terms that we see, um, uh, you know, again, like Forex dry. Big, you know, the, the, the traffic that we got from people looking for Forex dry tasting note mm-hmm. last year Yeah, I think was that was bigger. my biggest hit in yeah. 2019. <laughs> was, it was, but, but it was people actually searching for Forex dry mm-hmm. was... And and it was only people coming in from actively googling that search term was bigger than any craft beer story, and and, and that's where you're sort of starting to look at, you know, Stone and Wood is Stone and Wood independent, is the sort of search term that that you do see. Yeah, I don't see a lot of search terms for you know, crankshaft, um, and that's what I'm trying to, how I'm trying to cast the. The revised metric is because yep. that was what I was getting at with social with, with you know, distribution, but it's distrib- you know, distribution outside of the bubble or you know distribution over uh, multiplied by bubble mm-hmm. outside of the bubble or something <laughs> along those lines. Just to take that in, um, oh, of course, cool. so, so you've got like brackets, but the brackets are, are outside of zero, which is a bubble. Yeah, well, yeah, but well, I mean, like it's e equals mc really square cool. is Einstein's theory of relativity, but when yeah. you speak to mathematicians. You can't just do that calculation um, and suddenly calculate yield on um, plutonium, you know, a, a nuclear bomb and stuff like that. Because there are all of these equations that hang off that, um, or that, that that fall out of that, um, that that make the the world, um, you know, explainable to or the physics explainable to. And, and that's you know, there, there are going to be some extension um, to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this um, is great content for for below the fold, isn't it? Like, so just, yeah. Now, just to cover off, uh, second line of betting at three dollars is Stone and Wood Pacific Ale. <laughs> uh, Matt, you asked about Bolter XPA. Oh, I think that's equal third on the betting at five dollars with Ballistics Hawaiian Haze Pale Ale. Oh, I look. Not I, sure about that. That's yeah. I mean, I, I would love to actually. I'd love to speak to the to the bookies. Um, Pumping the tyres up on that. Like in terms of. Um, shelf space at Dan Murphy's and I was there yesterday getting some supplies for Mrs Pilsner because she's nicking off because she didn't want to have to listen to me um, do the live thing so she's heading down the island um, so I got I got some 
yeah, some bubbles for her. And uh, yeah, the, it was very prominent. The uh, the old uh, well, uh, but because it's it's uh, only just gone national, and mm. you know, ballistic has you know again, and this is always the, the the question when you see something on the shelves, is that because it's just gone gangbusters from consumers going, I. You guys are a shit bottle shop because you don't have Hawaiian haze, or is it, you know, a, a brewery-led, you know, sort of push um, into the retail chain? And I know some of our listeners, like Wade Curtis, used to be with Ballistic, um, and whether or not he could talk about it, but he certainly knows how these sorts of deals work. Where Ballistic did a deal, they saw this as the beer that they could take nationally. They've put it out. It's they they filled the pump, um, or you know they they filled the prime the pump um, uh, to to get it out there, but then there's a lag period to find out whether priming that pump or filling the pipe, um, you know, actually generates rebuys and you know or, or really really strong rebuys or whether it's going to be a second tier national or things yeah. like that. Yeah. And um, that's where I'd love to, and maybe we can um, uh, put a pin in the story map um, of speaking to the bookies about how they calculate these odds because there's that's, a... That's what I'd love to know. Yeah, there, there's a school of thought in the US that, you know, when, when the, 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 the... Because bookies don't want to lose money um, and, and it's always weighted in front of the house. And so the, the you know, you, you can look at the spreads in a basketball game um, to get an idea of, well, yeah, these guys are going to win, but they're not going to cover the spread or, you know, the, 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 the spread is, of points is pretty tight. So I'd love to find out how they do that. Um, and whether it's framed by just a beer geek who goes, oh yeah, man, I'm seeing uh, Hawaiian haze everywhere, so it's got to be a, you know, a chance, or is it actually the money that they're taking, um, and how yeah. smart is that money? Mm-hmm. Well, rounding out the, um, the the betting sheet that I've got, uh, the two ten dollar, I guess you call them, well, they're roughies, roughies, but um, but within the top seven, uh, Bolter Hazy and your mates Larry. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, Larry was what five last year fifth, from memory, yeah, um, and mm-hmm. you know, not uh, again. I, I haven't confirmed this. Which is really, it's it's the spot that you know really was owned by uh, Bridge Road uh, Brewers mm-hmm. Beechworth Pale Ale, and yeah, and ha- haven't many, many they years. gone hard on on that this year? You know, with you know very personal um, pleas from Do, Ben yeah, and Maria. I, I, and, I wonder though whether Ben being away um, has taken the focus off. A little bit. There was a little bit, a push once Ben landed back. Got back, yeah. Well, yeah, but that's the, they've really gone hard since he's been back, and obviously they recognise it. But I also know that the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, there, there was a lot of chat on the Sunshine Coast about how how active um, some brewery, and I've seen some chatter in some Facebook groups as well about how active some of the Sunshine Coast breweries have been in campaigning with mm-hmm. methods fair and potentially <laughs> stretching the... Well, I didn't want to say foul because that's pejorative. No, questionable. Um, well, well that, 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 that may not... Bordering the spirit of the rules, Matt. Well, you did, that may have gone past not even... Um, Towing you know, the line. Spirit of the rules. Did we, did we say below it. the fold of the spirit <laughs> of the rules? And, and I saw um, uh, some... And again, not having seen it with my own eyes or interrogated it, but I saw some documentary evidence um, that purported to show that some had gone beyond and I'd heard some rumours that others were um, doing it. So, um, yeah, um, hopefully that's not the case. The thing that I think probably 
disappointed me was to see where some brewers had not listed all of their beers. Oh, really? Oh, Trying yeah, to, so, so you, are you saying that they they deliberately didn't to maybe funnel support to a particular well, yeah, beer? Yeah, because they don't want to spread the votes between it. Load of beers. Which, incidentally, was what Bolter last year pointed to. You know, yes, they had fallen to second spot. Yeah, but, but you know, more still, beers. When you look at Pirate Life and some of the other brands it sold who dropped much further. Yeah. But Did Bol- Pirate Life even four make pines. it last year? Or Four Pines? Well, yeah, Four Pines. Because Four Pines were perennial, um, you know, high achievers yeah. in, in terms Ferrell, of the number um, of beers. Again, yeah. Feral, which was just a perennial, um, you know, top ten finisher. Yeah. Yep. Um, but Bolter not only you know, only dropped one spot, but I, I think they made up almost thirteen and a half percent of the total. You know, I think they had eight in the top one hundred. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but we also probably factored into the formula with that one last year, Matt. That the announcement of the sale probably came. I don't know. If it did come a little bit close to no, close to the to the end of the year. Where perhaps oh, and it, didn't, it, hadn't, it hadn't got it out through, to the wider, yeah. 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 But then you could also argue that well, but would they be bothered? Well, see, I would argue that, that the wider point. people. Yeah. That, that's the thing. I would argue that the wider care? argument give a shit, yeah. that, that the wider group yeah. don't don't know or don't care. Yeah. Well, that's why anyway, it'd be interesting it. to see where. Hey, they, hey, interesting actually, guys, and I don't, just don't realise forget. this is all content for th- that we need to fill three hours because we've, oh, we've done ten minutes on it. <laughs> that's what I was just um, going to say. Uh, uh, we'll we'll tie that bit off with a little neat little yeah. piece of string by saying uh, tune in three o'clock Sydney Melbourne time, three o'clock Brisbane time, two thirty. Um, what is it? Midday Western Australia time. Um, and if you are listening yeah. to this before Saturday. Flick us a note who you would like to be hearing from. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, what your predictions are. Good, good, like that, that's, that's, actually, that's the one yeah. thing. Um, because, can they call in, Matt? Uh, there will be potential to call in because we do have a Bluetooth um, and we will publish a number. Um, so there will be potential for calls. But the but Bluetooth we'll, we'll also is a little bit um, wiggy. We'll also have the chat room, won't we? We will have the chat room. So, yes. So, we'll so we publish the website. There is the MixLR um forward slash Bruce News, all of which you can link from the the, the page on Bruce News. Um, and James Davidson, if you don't behave, there will be <laughs> a limit to the number of times you can No, look, the flog police in the chat room will uh, will regulate that quite nicely. But um, <laughs> but what, what I did want to say, if you do want to tell us, because I, I, I am very conscious that we do tend to go to some of the people that we know are really good content and also perennial top tens but you know maybe we need to um reach out to you know dj um because they are oh. such a you know such a hot brand um and also yep. um deeds um okay. is what i'm thinking of you know which is okay. a brand yep. that is, is is full of hype and you know they are very much on the hype spectrum never had them on the uh hottest one or the, the hottest 100 countdown so if there are people that we haven't featured or Probably don't feature on our radar, um, but you reckon that they're a, a, a good potential. Um, flick us a message in, in, in the chat room. And listen in on Saturday. Um, Matt, speaking of guests and podcasts, um, beer is conversation with uh, Charlie Hodgson. Mate, wasn't that a cracker? That was a cracker. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't listened to it all yet, but um, just looking at the, the comments, um, 
geez, they're a different breed over there in WA, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. they? They jump on the fact that, oh, yeah, he's one of ours. He's one of ours. Well, did you see that they launched well, it? Can you guys to comment. want to be part of the rest of the country? for what, you know? Well, yesterday they... The um, borders open yet? What's going on over there? The secession <laughs> oh, party yeah, or the, the Western off. Australia secession party registered with the uh, election love commitment. It. I love it. Um, Go and, on, WA. And they are the you only, do you. They, they are the only state that since federation has voted to secede and only just lost. <laughs> Um, but do, states, from an outsider perspective, operate so independently from the federal government anyway. Look, from I, what I see it, there, I I'm don't like, know enough about it. Um, and and I look at some of the, you know, they are fiercely proud. They are remote. Um, but and, and I know that we've got a lot of listeners. And and please correct me if I'm wrong on this. But as an as as an East Coast in my little East Coast bubble. WA is very mining dependent and, you know, they go boom and bust. And, you know, like I, um, first time I ever went to Perth was probably around about 2004 and Perth looked like Brisbane did in the 1980s because you had Bondi and you had all of the, you know, WA Inc. people investing and building skyscrapers and the government was awash with cash and did all of the, um, you know, renovations that was very much in the 1980s, but then you, you had Bondi crash, you had um, WA Inc. and all of the people associated with that, and it hadn't had a facelift, you know, it hadn't even had lipstick applied <laughs> since that time. And then we've had a um, the mining boom, and you know, last time I went over there, it was all cranes and stuff like that. And I sort of think, well, look, you know, you only hear of talk of secession when you you you're going, oh, all of our mining royalties are going to the east coast, so. Anyway, oh, well, well, I've never been. I'm going to visit. I'm hope. I'm hopeful to get over popu- there. I'm, 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 you know, I'm, so I'm sure. I'll look, I'll I'm back. sure their population wouldn't be support. You know, you look at how big that state is. That their GST wouldn't be paying for the roads. You know, that goes to the states in lieu of the sales taxes oh, that they gave up. Don't worry, it'll never happen. Yorkshire's had their own independence party. Cornwall's had their own independence party. Because like they all want to spread it, like split off. It's and just. <laughs> <laughs> and can I say, and, and, and so, so that comment there is, look, I'm not trying to pick a fight. I'm not trying to say that <laughs> WA sucks. But this oh is God. where I see the Bruise News and particularly, you know, the Bruise News and the, um, the, the, the Facebook group, who I presume is only the people who are going to be listening to this. <laughs> I love that it's such a safe place um, to talk about things that you can speak from a position of potential ignorance and say something that is based on all that you've seen in your little bubble, but you're not going to go people shouting you down um, because they think that you're wrong. They're yeah. going to come in with that counter-argument because Reasoned, I've given you logical. my basis of my potential, and admitted it's potentially erroneous, but I don't want to be cancelled by WA people. I don't want to be, <laughs> um, you know, for, for speaking against it. How did we get onto this? Well, because the, 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 the WA people were so um, vol- voluble and voluble in claiming Charlie as uh, one of their own. Okay. Um, and there is, and, and I think it's awesome, but, you know, I, I, I just sort of, you know. Now, Tasmania, if you're listening, see if you can turn that into votes for a, a, a oh, just even one right. beer in the Hottest Let's 100. Let's hope there is some um, Tasmanian brewers um, in, in the Hottest 100 because they, Bloody deserve it, and oh, yeah. you know, take a little bit of the WA, um, you know, passion, and apply it to your own backyard. Yeah, or, or Canberra's ability to 
Yeah, um, Canberra. Or, or the so galvanise. You know, to, to yeah, become so, a little yeah, bit provincial. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because yeah, a little look bit of pr- provincialism. Tentos, good. your mates, all those be, all those breweries last year that we yeah, bang, 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 all popping up in the in the Otis One Hundred. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and to, to me, there is a little bit of, and, and that's what I was saying about WA. There's a little bit awesome in being provincial and being we're awesome because, but we're awesome and don't need the rest of yous. That's where I sort of wonder: would that would WA actually survive, um, or would it be a little, you know? Um, you know, mm. Banana Republic. If Calvin's listening, Scotland. Oh, Scotland, yeah. Oh. <laughs> we I, actually, love a bit of Scotland. <laughs> actually, to, to disappear down a rabbit hole and sort yeah, of take yeah. it, well, talking about the, you know, Charlie Awesome, two great podcasts coming up um, that, that I'll, I'll tease to, to, to this mm. lot. Spoke to Ed Bott, um, who's the new GM of Brewdog. Um, Calvin, who we spoke to literally Is this GM time last year. GM of Brewdog Australia? Brewdog yeah. Australia, yep. well, so yeah. Okay. So Calvin came to set up the hospitality. Now that they're starting to look at um, hotels and um, you know Brewdog bars and you know, um, I know they've got uh, got their eye on a very well known um, craft venue in Melbourne. Ah, okay. Ooh. Mm. I wish I'd known that. Well, come on, give us these tips. Well, mate, I'll show you mine if you show me yours because I know (laughs) where Brewdog Hotel is going. Ooh! And if you listen to the not not that I want to tease the podcast, so we buried it right (laughs) at the very end. Um, But if you want to know where the Brewdog podcast is, you'll uh, hear it quietly uh, released, and also some expansion plans um, for the Brisbane uh, Brewdog, which is doing uh, very very nicely apparently. But uh, anyway, not not far away. That's uh, up for sale. They could probably if they needed a bigger production. (laughs) And funnily enough... Um, Hardly ever used. Well, sorry, very, very quickly before I <laughs> go down that rabbit hole, Pete. Um, <laughs> uh, Brewdog, um, and the second one is speaking to Sabrina Kuntz um, from uh, the Brewers Guild of New Zealand, who was in Brisbane, so I was, who is in Brisbane at the moment. Really great chat with everything that's going on with the Brewers Guild and why New Zealand has taken a different tack to the Australian Independent Brewers Association. And, you know, um, she... Really smart um, lady who I learnt so much from, you know, so it was really, really good chat. So you've got those two coming up in your feed um, over the next two weeks. Excellent. And we must get around too to... Uh, Talking about the, the potential for, for Brewdog, um, a, a site, the Brisbane Career Mail, unattributed, picked up that uh, brew partners had... Uh, oh, you're taking the mix. Uh, no. They didn't even... Give us a nod, no, the no. cheeky sod. Used all of our um, research as, as a base and then sort of added a little Fuckers. bit of uh, detail. Of course, there was none of this when they ran the $15 million craft beer incubator. Oh, and, yeah, you know, they, they, they ran the story and then suddenly when it's all gone <laughs> after it's closed for that. down. Well, but that's mainstream they? journalism and, you know, so, yeah. That's look at, poor journalism. Anyway, that we don't trust the mainstream media anymore. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> we're getting a bit... Q and on here, aren't we? Well, brewing on. We're, we're calling oh, it brewing so on. We're beer, calling beer it conspiracies on. are all under the uh, brewing on hat. Um, it's just a, it's just a concept anyway. It's an idea. It's well, not, yeah, but it's it, it, it's more a case of, um, and it's something that Claire and I talked about. You know, when we sound, I, I'm really conscious of how negative we sound. But then you look at all like all of this good, positive Absolutely. stories that we do on the on the website, but. I'm very, very conscious that when you read about the brewing industry in the mainstream media and even in the beer media. Everything is like you, you. You read a media release, and then, but when you read about it in the beer media, it's the media release with pixie dust, you know, sprinkled on it. Um, and that 
what I see reflected in the media about the brewing industry doesn't always align with what I hear from brewers privately. And we think that responsible journalism is to actually show that there isn't, it, it, it's not just everything is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so, but anyway, so the, 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 um, it, it was interesting to see that when, um, Brisbane well, we're trying to keep the waffle tight. Put out, <laughs> well, no, but, but th- th- this is what it's for. I, I don't think this is, I, I think this it's good. No, let us, yeah. And, and we'll our listeners will let us know yeah, whether they yeah, think yeah. this right. is just garbage. That's right. Um, the market will decide. The market will decide. And if the we don't, we'll just speak. Sort of, it, you know, if they just want me to shut up. Um, I, I can accommodate <laughs> that as well. I'm just looking at the time, and I'm looking at we've still got about four other notes of stuff. Okay, well, mate, you go. About. But I was just going to say that um, <laughs> it was very interesting to see that you know the mainstream media, the business media particularly, did not put a questioning ruler over the um, fifteen the claims of a fifteen million dollar when they opened. In, in yeah, when they made the claims opened, initially, did not follow it up during the course of the thing, and then suddenly they've closed. You know, and then they're using our um, research. Um, to then say, you know, and it, it, it was a gossipy piece. It was, you know, just, it was, yeah, anyway. Mm, classic. Disappointing from the uh, the Courier Mail. Well, what do you expect? Not a surprise. We would, we would expect better, wouldn't we? <laughs> well, well, we'd, we'd expect like better to. of the media generally. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what, what you can do. Actually, the, the one thing I will say, there's a craft beer crew section that and he, he he posted it he spammed something that i hate is when businesses spam those facial those social media groups but it's for them to to um regulate um and we don't like it on on our site because we're a commercial entity and if you want to run an ad um if, if you've got news we'll cover it if you want to run an ad you pay for it um because that's how we invest our time in doing the news that matters um yep. but yeah, so there was that, that 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 article that I shared to our group privately had been spammed to a couple, of, and it was very interesting to see the takedowns, um, but including one person in in a more private group, so sort of saying, "Oh, you know, it's, I, I think you need to be concerned about you know the big brewers suing you for this, you know, more so, and the only problem is the grammar." And I had to stop myself from weighing and going, "No, look, the big brewers aren't going to sue you for this nonsense. They're just going to laugh at it, but." If you are going to seriously hold yourself out to be a business that wants to educate the craft, the, the you know, craft beer drinkers, quite apart from getting your grammar right, and that's not, that's something the Brews News can't ever point a finger at, um, just get your facts right. Mm. And and if you're saying that big brewers pasteurise and craft brewers don't, that is just nonsense. Yeah. And I hope your little your your craft beer business isn't selling alcohol free beer because you're going to be selling a lot of hand grenades um, <laughs> if you're not selling pasteurised beer. Um, and just a lot of, you know, this this idea that big brewers use preservatives and cheap ingredients and bad technique um, to, to cheapen the beer is just nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's where I just found that whole thing was a little bit unhelpful mm-hmm. in terms of edu- supposedly well, educating. It did uh, point yeah, out yeah. the lack of knowledge from that person about the industry, I but think. But I think he's got a background in, uh, again, well, well, was it lack of knowledge or a deliberate, mm. you know, that propaganda for want of a better mm. term this is you know my business is only about indie beer yeah. and we're going to support indie beer and this is what makes indie beer awesome rather than saying look indie you know, indie brewers do tend to play um you know be small businesses that are playing in their community yes they are inefficient because of the way they don't have the scale of production but their inefficiency benefits communities, um, you know, and and it's because that Im- that because that is such important to communities. We've seen big brewers start to want to play that local 
thing as well, which you know, in, um, and support that. But it's a much more nuanced discussion than big beer is shit, you know, small beer is awesome, which isn't actually true. Yeah, it's much more nuanced. And incidentally, this, this, the, the whole idea that craft brewers don't use additives, um, you know. <laughs> Come on now, sausage. Well, yeah. Like if, <laughs> if you're selling craft, you know, craft beer, um, craft brewers seltzer, I'm sorry. That oh, just doesn't just wash. Pure additives. <laughs> Right. Listen, before we before we do go and blow our own trumpet and uh, remind everyone that we were the number one podcast in Qatar this week. <laughs> yeah. and, and number two in, where was it? It was uh, Colombia. Colombia, yeah. Is it, no, Venezuela. <laughs> Venezuela. Venezuela, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, could could our Qatari and um, Venezuelan, Venezuelan listeners, listeners please send us an email? <laughs> yeah. I will send you something, you know, I'll air freight you something. pay that packaging. Yeah, please tell us who you Democratic were. Republic of Congo. Yeah, we're going to knock him off his spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please, please tell us who you are because I'd love to. I'd love to know because I know, like, I can. Um, uh, where is it? Uh, it's um, I know the listener in Myanmar mm-hmm. um, because we've spoken to him, yep. um, and that was Phil Rankmore, I think, who is now in. Oh no, Phil was in Korea, mm. so I know, like you know, when when you oh. see like you've got a c- handful of downloads in these odd out of the way places, <laughs> you, you can generally go. I oh, know I'm looking at you, um, uh, but yeah, Qatar. He hasn't, no he hasn't put on an associate in Venezuela, has he? Perhaps. Well, I don't know, but maybe that's. Hence but let's face it, no, it Qatar. Knows? Somebody could have downloaded it accidentally, <laughs> um, and because it's a dry country, suddenly we've leapt. To, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, but listen, Matt, be- before we go, I did want to ask because I did notice that you had uh, put out a couple of, uh, not cryptic, but just sort of um, uh, some interesting posts asking if, for example, does anyone know, uh, is anyone in, in, in or around Cronulla? Yeah. Oh, mate, yeah, look, I'm, I'm quite happy to. Is that I something mean, you want to tease? Or? It, no, it, it's not really a tease. Just sort of looking, um, doing a story looking at labelling, um, you know, because. Uh, as we come up to the Australia Day long weekend, um, that is actually the anniversary of the Byron Bay Pale Lager um, kerfuffle of 2014. Um, and I, I, I don't know if it's been the same for everybody, but I've just had this increasing number of media releases to work, but then also um, Facebook posts of, you know, like Bondi Beers or, you know, Cronulla um, Beer Company and all of these breweries that look to be contract brewing. And some of them, when you go digging, you can actually tell that they're contract brewing um, operations um, that are named after a place. And, and Lord Howe Island, we talked about last year. Yep, um, yep. Uh, last week. Yeah, um, was it last year? It was last, last year, year that, yeah. that we wrote the story. I don't think we mentioned it last um, week. But... You know, when, when you look at the Byron Bay thing... 2021 is just flying through. It, yeah. <laughs> if you open, if, if you grab a bottle of Byron Bay Pale Lager that is these days open by line, there is a very, very clear and transparent statement on it. This beer is brewed under contract by Lion um, at our various breweries around the country. I don't have the exact form of words, but it makes it very, very clear that if you care about it and you want to go looking, oh, who makes this? There is absolutely no room for mistake that it's made by Lion and that it's made not necessarily at um, Byron Bay. If you pick up um, a can of Bondi hops, for example, it's got the cafe address in Bondi that doesn't make the uh, beer. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. And yeah, so I, 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 and so when, when you look at a beer like Cronulla, they do if you follow them religiously on the uh, 
on their Facebook, you can see that they, you know, today we're brewing at Rocks, but you really have to be, you know, like a, a follower for them. Um, and when you go back and look at the ACCC podcast that we did back in 2015 um, with the ACCC, they said that they were taking action at the time and they wrote to a whole lot of brewers and I think 12 had changed their labelling and they were in negotiations with others because they wanted big brewers to indicate that they were, you know, that the big essentially big brewers can't just create a tiny looking brand um, and not say that it's owned by a big brewery, but also anyone that contract brews should make that clear on the label, and that was for small brewers as well. And yep, yep. Um, I was I was down at Phillip Island at, at the holiday house just for we managed to sneak in just a couple of days, um, and coincidentally you contacted me not long after, hmm. um, and yeah, I'd I'd bought because I noticed there, there was a, a, a brewery inverted commas that was going to open called Rusty Waters down on the island. The only would have been the, the first and only brewery on the island. Um, they didn't get the development application for the brewery, but they did open a venue and they got uh, the guys down at uh, Otway Estate to brew beers for them under the Rusty Waters label. They've since changed to Phillip Island Brewing Company or Phillip Island Brewery. Mm. Um, and the address is, you know, one kilometre from our, our house on the beach. Yep. Um, not uh, several hundred kilometres away down towards Apollo Bay. Actually, yeah. and, and again, yeah. look, it's, per, it's a perfectly legitimate... Um, well, is that something that needs to be addressed? If you perfectly legitimate. Business address versus... Mm, yeah, but the funny thing about it is that I've noticed that there is a trend for these place named breweries to proudly display the independence seal, but not disclose uh, where yeah, the beer is yeah. brewed. On one hand, that to me says that they understand the importance of business provenance in selling their product, but and that, that label has value. That the, the, the independence seal, yeah. that people are going to choose that. But then you know, that to to me, they can't then pretend that oh well we've just named it where you know we, we, where we're based people don't care about where it's actually made um uh, then well no but, but, yeah, no, but, no, well, I, but I this agree. is the only yeah, argument yeah, they yeah. could have and and which is why we put you know Phillip Island or um, Lord Howe Island or you know um, you know Bondi address on it because if somebody picks up and turns it over they think oh yeah th- this is local mm-hmm. um, but there's a you know th- there is a conflict that if they say, well, people care about who makes it, so I'm going to put the independence seal on, but people don't care where it's made, mm-hmm. and so I won't be transparent about that. Yeah. Um, and so, so anyway, that, that was what that was about, because I'm just sort of, I just was wondering if anyone was there, because I wanted to see what they had on their cans, because you can't buy it locally. Mm-hmm. It's going off in in, in the Shire. It, it, you know, it, it's got five locals. Um, very Cronulla Beer Company, you know, classic story when you look at it. Couple of mates having mm-hmm. a beer. The bloke down the road. Um, oh mate, he's a really keen home brewer. We should get him in. And so the wedding photographer down the road, who's got the you know brute brownmeister in his garage, um, and legitimises it because oh we've got a brewer. Um, and then, incidentally, um, that craft beer only website mm. lists the home brewer down the road. I think on because I, th- I think uh Maybe it's not that one, but somebody's listed as a master brewer. Um, oh, so, master yeah, brewer, which has Ooh, a very specific. Yeah, um, I was going to say. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't be calling myself that. Oh, master brewer has a very specific. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so yeah, sorry, very, I, very. I, I just put it out there because I, I I couldn't buy it anywhere locally, yeah. um, and I just was wondering whether you know they, were, you know, what what their convention was um, because when you look at the IBA guidelines. The IBA it just sets out the their, their naming guidelines. Only set out the 
legal requirements. And so on one hand, you've got food standards that says you have to have the producer's address, and that can be where it's made, who makes it, who imports it kind of thing. Um, but then you've also got the ACCC that is, doesn't say that you, you know, it doesn't specifically say you have to put where the beer is made on it, but it just says you have to, have to not mislead. And so I think the IBA's guidelines, if you look at it strictly, it's a little bit um, vague as to what you're meant to do. And with so many of these breweries having opened up in the last five years since this was an issue and since the ACCC actually wrote to breweries, um, I've actually asked the ACCC whether or not um, it's still on their brief, whether they're, they, they're continuing to write and point to brewers the you know their guidelines and the, the, the previous case and things like that. So, yeah, so look, it's, it's, there's not, nothing cryptic or anything about it, just... That's what we do at Bruce News, just sort of uh, research stories. Yep. No, cool. Well, mate, there's half an hour of bonus content. Or, you <laughs> exactly. <know>. Let <laughs> us know what you think, listeners. You know, what yeah. was this valuable to uh, to keep yeah. listening to? You know, do you like the new format? Um, and but please, actually, we haven't had a rating or review for a while. So if if you are, you know, you, you are bored, um, or you do like the new format, um, you know, jump on iTunes and engage with the podcast there and help other people find it. Hey, technically, since we've changed the format, does that mean people who have um, reviewed us before can review us again? No, well, I, I, I don't I'm not sure how iTunes works. But there are other pod, actually, there are other podcast um, reviewing places that you can review on that aren't necessarily iTunes, um, oh, okay. including one I found this week that if you're an Android listener, which is one of the actually, I'll, I'll, I'll find stick I'll, a link, stick a link in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 I was going to say put it on the um, the Radio Bruce News Facebook page. Yeah, but if, if if you hate this new format, let us know because we don't want to lose you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Mind you, you could have just stopped. <laughs> no, I was going to say. Right. You don't really have uh, to dis- listen to the waffle. Disregard that note, all of you who we oh, have I already lost. Brewery, I'm never drinking their beers again. Great, that's all you need to do. Not drink the beer again. But thank you. Right. But please let us know. Don't don't just quietly drift off because you don't like it. Let no, us that's know. right. That's right. Uh, thanks, Matt. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Claire. Cheers, Pete. And thanks to Cryer Malt, to Relling's Label Stickers and Packaging and to Beer Cartel for making all of this possible. And most of all, thank you to you for uh, listening, particularly those who stuck around for the long haul. I <laughs> uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I, 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 I could see someone on their treadmill just, or, you know, they've had to completely you know, do a whole Stop. second lap. <laughs> <laughs> We're basically helping to contribute Ticker health getting and wellness, out. is all I'm saying. That's right. Wearing out a pair of shoes. Anyway, uh, I've been your host, Pete Mitchum. It's been an absolute pleasure, uh, as we say, every week. Drink fresh, drink local, look after yourself and each other, and wash your damn hands. And now, we're out. Boom. Don't forget, if you like what we do here at Radio Brews News, you can help us out in a number of ways. You can sponsor the show, either by a small monthly contribution or through a one-off donation. You'll find details in the show notes. You can also review us on iTunes or whatever your favourite podcasting service happens to be. Let us know what you think and help others find and discover our shows. Finally, you can tell us what you think about what's going on in the beer industry by emailing us at producer at brewsnews.com.au. 